listening to This Grit and Grace Life, a podcast for strong women and those who want to be. From the boardroom to the bedroom, car lines to college, single, married, or single again, real talk for women embracing this grit and grace life. Let's get into it. Welcome to This Grit and Grace Life. I'm Darlene Brock. I am a wife, a mother, and a grandmother. You are. I love when you talk about being a grandmother, but don't they call you Nani or Nana something? Noni. Noni. See, it's hard to keep up. Is that why you say grandmother? Yeah, I guess. Because <laughs> yes. that's what people get. Yeah. Yes. And I'm Julie Graham, wife, boy mom, and slightly diva. But these days, I'm having to add a new title that came out of nowhere. I'm a recent widow. Yes, you are, my dear. I don't like saying that. I know. It's hard. Still feels very weird. <sighs> So that kind of leads us, Julie, into the quote this week that I think we should we should use now. Yeah, let's just bring it in because it is it timely in. for sure. All right. Life is what happens to us while we are making other plans. Alan Saunders said that, and it's really true, and right now it's really true for you. Absolutely. So if you follow us on social media, you maybe have already heard, um, and if not, I want to just let you know that a couple weeks ago now, my husband, Paul... My husband of 11, almost 11 and a half years, unexpectedly passed away in a work accident. And so um, I'm in the process of grieving an unexpected loss um, with all of the highs and lows that come with that and the um, unexpected workload that comes with that. And so I'm so excited that today I get to take a break (laughs) from recording, even though I love it. And we're bringing in a friend who can help you um, deal with this type of scenario should you ever um, have to walk with grit and grace through this type of tragedy. And so before I leave you to have this conversation, Dar, I just want to thank our friends because they have been, um, I'm literally, I have goosebumps right now just thinking of the love and They've the support and the messages yep. and the prayers um, from so many people who have just been literally holding up my arms. Yeah, um, I've watched, I've watched them come in, I've read them and I've seen it undergird you, dear There are so many I haven't even had a chance to read. From the very bottom of my heart, um, from my son and I, I just want to say thank you to everyone who um, has just been there for me. And I hope to be back soon. But as you fully understand, I've got to take a break and deal with just the things that come with this. So I hope to be with you soon, but I know this is going to be an amazing episode um, that you'll be able to apply to your grit and grace life. So ladies... Walking alongside Julie right now reminds me that this could happen to any of us at any time. It obviously comes as a surprise. We're not planning for it. But should we be? Should we be prepared just in case? Do we need to do things now in case something happens? And I would say, yes, we do. So in light of that, uh, we have brought in a friend of mine, an attorney, a mediator, a mother of five in a blended family, so she has her hands full, but she also has a lot of good information that we could use. Let me introduce to you Leisha Crouch. Thank you, Darlene. It's an honor to be here, and I'm looking forward to talking about this topic of being prepared for the unexpected. We don't like to really think about those things, but they happen. Why don't we say, hmm, this could happen to me? 
I think there's a lot of reasons, you know, and it's interesting because if you, if you think about it, we plan for so many things, especially as women, we're, we're planners. We plan birthday parties and holidays and presents and vacations, you know, we plan, but those are fun to think about. They're, they're fun to plan, you know, it has a good outcome. And so I think that the biggest hindrance is one, just an uncomfortable topic, you know, it's, it's, it's and hard we're doing to think it about right it. now. I mean, here yes. we go. Yes, <laughs> we are. Yeah. Um, I think the second biggest thing would be maybe a lack of knowledge that it's intimidating to think about what we need to plan for or how. Um, and so we just kind of avoid it and put it on a shelf and, oh, one day we'll get to it. Um, and usually that one day is, well, it's here and now you have to deal with it. True. And so we don't get to plan. We are now dealing with the struggles that have come from Okay, it. so like I start my Christmas shopping in right. uh, August. It's kind of the same concept. Yes. Christmas is coming, <laughs> and this may be coming too. So let's start in advance, whatever we're dealing with. Um, let's start preparing for it. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I think another thing that can happen with women is that we get too busy. You know, maybe we, we don't want to take the time to invest in something that's in the future. Um, you know, we can think, Oh, that's going to be really far off. Oh yeah. You know, you've got to pack your kids lunch. You've got to get them out to school. You've got to buy the clothes. You've got to cook the meals. You got to go to work activities, activities. (laughs) I mean, seriously, do we have time for this? Do we really? We should make it. We should. That's what we're saying here. Really? We need to this, make the time. This is something that is extremely important um, for many reasons, you know, for not only you, but for your kids, for your family, your spouse, your relatives. I mean, this is something, you know, us as, as women and moms, right? We take care of everybody, right? That's, True. that's our role. And so this is part of that taking care of every everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a very important part. It is. Yeah. So, you know, one thing that I think ladies think is, I, you know, I don't own much. I don't have many possessions. I don't, you know, why would I need to do this? Why does it matter for me? Because I don't have a big inheritance to hand off. Well, there's so much more to it than just financial assets, especially if you have younger children. Oh, yes. Um, preparing for them. And, and where, where you want them to go and, and how you want their future to go. Um, but regardless of, of how much money you have in the bank or, or don't have, or, you know, whether you have IRAs and and those kinds of things, it's not about just the assets because you do have some things, a a car, there are bank Mm -hmm. accounts. Um, so there are things that you can do to make sure for your family that things run smoothly when the difficult time arises. Um, you can make sure that some decisions are made prior to things happening um, so that your your wishes and your desires are honored. I think a lot of times we just don't understand it. We don't we don't have the information, which okay. that's what we're gonna gain today is the information. What are some of the things, some of the top lines, let's just start. You were talking about children, all right? When mine were younger, you know, that was the one thing we did do is we go, oh my word, who, who's going to take care of these kids if we go down in a plane? Because we traveled a lot together, the two of us, and we had to think of that possibility. So tell me what that looks like. Yeah. So doing a guardianship designation of 
who you want to, to raise your children. Um, I think oftentimes we think, well, if, if I pass away, then my spouse will, but you're exactly right. You travel together, you go on vacations, you're in the car together. Things can happen to both of you at the same time. And wouldn't it be such a great peace of mind to know that if something like that were to happen, um, who you wanted to raise your children would be doing that as well as letting those people know. Yeah. There's <laughs> that, a thought. Hey, by the way, you may get a few more kids <laughs> if something were to happen, but I mean, it's something that is, is extremely important that yeah. I don't think we want to think about. No. And let me throw this in. You may love your family, your, yes. you know, your siblings, your parents, but you may think, Nah, I'm not sure they'd be the perfect people to raise these little humans that God's put in my life. So you don't, you, you choose well, you choose who would be the right ones and you do. And, and then let me just say this and tell me if I'm wrong, cause you, this is your world. I wouldn't necessarily tell on my family members that, by the way, right. you're not the ones in case it causes drama. No, you don't have to tell the people you're not designating. <laughs> okay, good plan. But definitely, you know, have a conversation with the one that you are designating. Um, you know, especially if there are other provisions set up for the children, you know, something like a trust or, or life insurance policy that would be going to this couple. Um, but there's a lot of things to consider in there. Um, not just parenting styles, because oftentimes, you know, we tend to maybe raise our children a little bit differently than we were raised or, um, you know, I have four sisters and we all raise our children extremely different, not right or wrong. It's just, we're different. Um, so choosing someone that is more like-minded or has similar faith, that you want your child to be raised in. Um, these are things that you think about when you're choosing that designation. Yep. That's good. And then, okay. So you don't have assets, but everybody has a bank account. You have at least a checking account that you're, you've got a little bit of money in. And I understand there's something you're supposed to do with your accounts that. Yes. So we call it a a POD on your bank accounts, which is, is payable on death. Oh, you know, there was a rap group in the 90s that started that's still going called POD. Oh. I didn't. I saw that in the <laughs> no, notes and thought, what is she talking about? Yeah. Uh, no, I didn't know. Um, <laughs> but in terms of the bank account, it's, it's so simple. You you go to the bank, you show identification. It's, it's a page that you fill out and that you sign and they notarize right there for you. And what this means is if you were to pass away, That person that you designated could take the death certificate in there and take the money out. So immediately. Immediately. It does not, there's no court that has to be involved. There's no other, other party. They can go and take that money out and use it maybe for funeral costs or, you know, whatever it is that needs to be used, but it's only on death. So you don't have to worry about, you know, someone coming in and And taking it prior (laughs) to, they have to have the death certificate and and documentation to be able to do that. Um, you know, and, and that's a really important, easy thing to do. Yeah. So POD ladies is not just a great rap rock (laughs) group. It is something you need to do at the bank. It's an easy one. Go for it. All right, then I know we need, we're good at making lists. Yes. All right. Women are good at making lists. I have a grocery list. I have a to-do list. I have a reminder list. There are some lists we need to make in this arena too, right, Leisha? 
Absolutely. There's, there's several. Um, one would be assets and debts inventory, you know, have a list of, of credit cards or, um, your loans on car payments and things like that. Maybe it's school loans, having a list of what you owe, having a list of what money would be coming in, whether it's from retirement plans or IRAs or stock options or, or things like that. It makes the process in the end um, much simpler for people. Another very important list is to have a list of contacts. Oh, yeah. Um, contacts of, you know, the, the guardianship of attorneys of who does your taxes, the CPA, um, contacts, especially if you own your own business, True. um, you know, contacts of someone who maybe can wind down the business or contacts of, uh, who your vendors are, you know, so when someone has to go through and tie up the, the loose ends on a business or handle those things, it doesn't take them, you know, a month to figure all this out before they can get started. Well, and I think too, it doesn't have to be complicated. You don't no. have to have a spreadsheet and a, you know, you could just stick papers in a folder and say, this is everything you have to do. And for me, with my grown daughters, it's like, here's the business card of the attorney. Right. Just call him. Okay. And sometimes that's as easy as it is. <laughs> yeah. Here's a business card. Make sure you don't lose it. We're done. Right. So don't feel like it's overwhelming, right. ladies. Try to simplify it any way that you can, but absolutely do it. Make a, a, a note on your phone. I mean, oh, we all have good. all this technology and smartphones and that actually leads me right into the next list. Yes. <laughs> Ladies, we live in a digital age and we have passwords and our passwords have passwords. And <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and we, and we change them often and we can't use the same. So simply having a list of those passwords for email accounts and, um, you know, a lot of things are, are paid electronically. Yeah you know, having those passwords for cell phones and, and all those kinds of things um, is really important and beneficial. And it's easy. Yeah. And I think now there are programs where it will hold all your passwords. Yes. There's so an you, app. There's an app. Okay. So <laughs> let's get the app that does it for us kind right. of thing. So, so basically there, there's an app that will, it's, it's like a vault and all of your passwords can be stored in that. So then you only have to remember one. I love it. I'm in. <laughs> yes, I can do I'm that. I'm going to find that. Okay. Yes. All right. So then uh, we have to think about a few things. We can't just make our list. We have to actually process some things that are the people that we love who, especially if we're gone and mm -hmm. we have died, that they have to deal with. So a few that I immediately come to mind are funeral arrangements. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a fun <laughs> subject, isn't it, Leisha? Well, Here's the thing. It, it's, it is a tough subject to talk about, but once it's talked about, it doesn't seem so, so much, you know, pressure. There's going to be a great relief that comes from it. So talking about whether, you know, you want to be buried or cremated, talking about, you know, the burial prep uh, preparations with your spouse. I mean, this yeah. doesn't mean you have to talk about it with your entire family and your parents and siblings. I'm not saying that, but especially with your, your spouse, or if you're, you know, a single parent or, or a single lady, that person is, that's your confidant that will be there when those things happen. Um, yeah. Do you know mine, what I've told my children, my daughters, what? two things. One, 
cheapest thing in the room. <laughs> if you don't do that, I'm coming back to haunt right. you. And then secondarily is on my headstone, they're supposed to put, or on the jar, I don't really care, put, she really is fine now. <laughs> those, those are my funeral arrangements. Actually, they are a little bit more than that, but those are my top two. That's funny. There's, there's a movie about a very um, controlling woman that decides to write her own obituary that oh, she it. wants it exactly <laughs> how you know she wants it i mean so i mean i guess you could go that far but you could you don't have to yeah. but just having the conversation and thinking about it and and um and planning for it i mean funerals are costly no, are. no matter which way you go True. um it is it is a big expense yeah yeah and then you have to think about some of the realities like if you you know if you're as in Julie's case, her husband died. Mm-hmm. He was the biggest bread earner in the family. So all of a sudden, loss of income. Are you prepared for that? Absolutely. Um, I mean, is there a savings account ready for that? You know, to, to have something there rather than, I think maybe our, our mentality is, well, I have a credit card, you know. Yeah. Um, but that's not the best way to be prepared for the future. And one of the the biggest things to think about is a life insurance policy. Oh yeah. And, and if, if you have a young husband, okay, they're not very expensive. No. So there's many, I think there's a misconception out there that I can't afford that or, oh my goodness, another bill. Um, but there are so many options in life insurance policies from term policies that you can have while your kids are young. So maybe 10 or 15 years or 20 policy, a 20 year policy, these ladies, 10, 12, $15 a month. Okay. Uh, for, you know, $250,000. So it doesn't. Okay. So we're talking three cups of my kind of coffee (laughs) at Starbucks. We'll take care of if this comes up. I I probably give up a little coffee for that. (laughs) (laughs) You know, and I think that's something to, to think about. We are spending our money, whether it's on our hair or nails or vacations or movies or coffee. Um, so I think sometimes it's just a matter of taking a look at the budget and making this a priority. Yeah. And and there are things like whole life insurance that can even become investments for, for women. So there's a whole realm there uh, of possibilities with life insurance. So don't be afraid to, to approach that topic. Um, find, find the right person to give you the information. I think that the biggest thing that I, I really want the women to, to get from today's conversation is to not be intimidated by this, that knowledge is calming and knowledge is power. And all of this that we're talking about today can be understood and it's beneficial for you to understand it. Absolutely. And two, I mean, ladies, you know, some of you are mothers. Well, you birthed a baby. <laughs> if you, the rest is, the the rest is downhill from here. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think it's true. We are strong women yes. and we need to step up and go, we're going to tackle this yeah. one. And it's not an ongoing conversation. It's right. not like you're saying, well, I have to think about this and then think about this again. Just do it, mm-hmm. get it done and move on down the road and be secure that you have. All right. So I, I'm encouraging you ladies, you yes. can do this. You can handle <laughs> you this. Can. Yep. All right. Then beneficiary, the people who you leave behind that you want to have 
Myrtle's pot or something. I don't know. <laughs> you know, this is something that is an, another thing like the, the PODs. It's very simple. This is one line on a form and a signature, but we've seen it uh, just recently. You know, we, we've seen that someone has had a, an IRA and they did not designate a beneficiary. Ooh. So all of that money goes to the state and it's going to end up... What? Wait a minute. <laughs> it actually goes... If there's not a name, like you have life insurance or you have an asset and you did not put a name on it, then the state goes, hey, it's mine. Well, more times than not. But what will happen is that it'll be opened up to creditors. Oh, So rather than it going to that person that you that wanted it to go to, whether it's your spouse or a parent or your child could possibly get, you know, depleted by medical bills or, you know, whatever creditors are there, credit cards. Um, so this is something that is such an easy fix. Okay. So ladies, make sure you protect your kids from everything. You protect right. your family from everything. Protect them from the possibility of whatever that was, whatever that asset or life insurance or IRA or whatever you have, protect it too. So simple, just go to whatever the source is, Mm -hmm. make sure the names that you want on it is on it Mm -hmm. and you're done. So, you know, this will never happen. Absolutely. And, you know, we've also seen at times that the beneficiary was designated, but that beneficiary has deceased. So it predeceased the, the person who holds the policy. Ah. So that's something to, to think about that maybe you did think about it way back here, um, but it's something that, you yeah. know, you may need to revisit. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. And you can have a, a co-beneficiary. You can even designate in the event that this one beneficiary is deceased or incapacitated or, or something that they can't, you know, receive it or funds that there's a secondary. Yeah. Okay. All right. So now let's get to the, what we have to create. I know we all go, Oh, we need a will. Ooh, I hate that word. We need a will, but we do need a will, right? You do. And you know, I think there's this huge misconception that people have as well. If I have a will, then I'm done. I'm good to go. Um, but let me tell you, there's (laughs) good to go. That was really funny from an attorney. (laughs) (laughs) We're good to go. All right. (laughs) But there's so, there's so much more. Um, and I'll just tell you in, in my practice, if someone comes in and and they only want a last will and Testament, I say, no, (laughs) really? I do. I I won't just draft a, a will for someone. Um, because, the conversation needs to be had of there are so many other important documents that you need okay. along with the will. All right. So we're going we're gonna to unpack those. The will is basically you're designating your wishes of who's going to get everything or who's going to take over. That's the whole document, right? Yes. Your, your last will and testament is a legal document of how you would like your property and your assets distributed after death. Okay. Okay. So right. it's after you've passed, that's when your, your will comes into play. Okay. So let's say check. We have that okay. one done. Good. Good. All right. There is a will. What else is there, Leisha, that we need um, documentation? What do we need? The next crucial document is what we call a living will. A living will. Okay, I would call that an oxymoron (laughs) because wills don't feel like they're living or we're living. I don't know. So what is it? So we have our last will and testament, which comes into play after death. A living will is a legal document regarding medical care. 
And that's your wishes in the event of a terminal illness, in the event of incapacitation, what you want in terms of life support, you know, feeding tubes and and water and things like that. Okay. So that takes the pressure off the family because your decision's already made in advance if that situation happens. So yes. And this document can go straight to the doctor. There's not a burden on your spouse or there's no possibility of the the family debating, you know, who gets to make that decision, right? Is it the the parents or the siblings or the spouse or the adult children? You know, you are making that decision for yourself. Makes sense. Okay. Important. Yeah, it would be important. Okay. I know, I don't know how many times since this law came in that I have signed some kind of paper that's like a HIPAA something that's like... Who, who, what, when, and where? Okay, so explain that to me. So in our estate planning, we have a HIPAA release. It's, it's a really brief one-page document, but basically what it says is it you decide who you want to gain access to your medical records. Ah. So if you're going into surgery, can your adult child call and say, how did the surgery go to the doctor, right? It gives the doctors and the hospitals permission to speak with who you designate. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. I know my daughters and they would be beating the doctor up if he did not (laughs) tell them what they wanted to know. So if I just put their names down, that doesn't happen in the hospital corridor. Okay. So they can ask questions and and find out how you're doing and and what's the next treatment option. So it's, it's, a simple thing that will save so many issues later on. That's good. Okay, so what else do we need here? The next document is a power of attorney. And I know this may be kind of intimidating, but I, I really want you ladies to know that there's several kinds of power of attorney. Yeah, One, because when I think of power of attorney, it feels like I'm handing the farm over. Right. <laughs> but that's not it. It doesn't have to be. Okay. So there is that, um, but it doesn't have to be. So there's a medical power of attorney that if you want to designate someone that can make those medical decisions for you, um, you know, in terms of maybe you are going through a surgery, this isn't something about terminal illness, but maybe you're going through a surgery and someone needs to make the decision, well, should we do this kind of surgery or this kind, or should we wait and see if this happens? You know, those kinds of medical decisions that you may be unconscious and they need that quick decision. It's not life threatening, but a decision needs to be made. Do you want the doctor making it? Uh, No, because I want somebody who loves me making it. (laughs) Most people would say that. So that's what this, you know, medical power attorney would do. It would would designate who you want to make those decisions. Oh, good planning. Okay. Now there's um, one for businesses. And if you own your own business, um, someone that can come in and take care of the business. Let's say you had a long illness and the business needs to keep running and operating. Someone can step in temporarily um, and run business can write the checks and pay the bills so that it keeps going. Well, that's, and that's great because, I mean, my husband and I have built several businesses in our married life. And the last thing we would want is for it to tube because we didn't have somebody at the helm while, you know, we were off dealing with whatever life we were dealing with. So that's a good one. And then there's, um, you know, financial power of attorney to, to make financial decisions in the event that you can't go and pay your personal bills, Yeah, you know, write your mortgage maybe while you're in the hospital for a time period or something like that. So there's a lot of options with the power of attorney that is, you know, best discussed with, with an attorney, but the information that you can get from there is 
beneficial. So Darlene, there's one other document that I want to touch on um, in terms of the estate planning, and that's a trust. A trust. Yes. This is a very important document, and there's several times, uh, several kinds of trust. So I'm not going to get into all of the semantics and the details with it, but one advantage of having a trust is that it enables your estate which is your assets and things like that, to avoid the probate process. Probate. Now, I, okay, probate. What is probate? So probate is a court process that you use to administer your estate after you pass away. And you don't have a choice. If you don't have another a trust, you have to go through probate? Yes. Okay. Sounds That's painful. Where- court. <laughs> Yes. Well, that's where creditors can make their claims mm-hmm. to get, get paid um, for things that you owe and debts. And things like your, your homestead needs to be determined for your house. And, you know, there's exemptions from it. So having a trust, um, it can avoid costly and time-consuming, you know, probate courts. It maintains privacy. So the things, the assets that you put into the trust actually become the property of the trust. So for instance, if you put your house into the trust, if you were to go on, you know, to the clerk of courts, the house would actually, who owns it would be the name of your trust. But does that mean I couldn't sell my house? No, no, not at all. So, you know, there's a lot of things that go into a trust. So I just kind of wanted to put that out there for someone else to, you know, for everybody to think about that this is an option and it's very beneficial. So if you're a proactive lady and go, all right, I'm going to go meet with an attorney. I'm going to take a list of everything I have. And one of the questions I'm going to have for that attorney is, what is a trust and would it be good for me to do? Absolutely. And what kind of trust would be most beneficial? You know, here's what I have. Here's my situation, especially if you, um, you know, have a a special needs child. There are actually special needs trusts that can be set up. So there's many kinds of trusts. And there's one that I guarantee you will fit your situation. Okay. So we don't just go, let's make a will. We go find out if there's a better option for us. And this may be it. For your family to know what you want or what you think, it just makes their lives so much easier. And you spend your whole life telling them what you think anyway, so you might (laughs) as well end it that way too. (laughs) So true. But let me tell you, you know, your family will thank you, you know, when they don't have to make that decision. It's true. And and they know that they're honoring you and making the decision that you want. Yeah. And I think it takes away fear of the unknown. Absolutely. Because you don't really, you know, again, we, this isn't stuff we talk about. So doing it and being proactive, then the fear is removed. The uncertainty is removed. Well, we began this uh, with talking about one of our uh, family members, Grit and Grace family members, who is dealing with this right now. And, you know, a month ago, we would have not even, we talked about this conversation, but we would have not felt the urgency or the reality of it that we do now. And what I can tell you is doing this, ladies, will provide peace of mind that you may not have or won't have as much um, if you don't. So, Leisha, I am so, so thankful that you were willing to join me for this and you unpacked. It was was great. I'm, I'm happy to be here and 
and do this. Yep. She's a smart lady, girl. So (laughs) we will put some of these things in the show notes and you'll be able to access specific information that we unpacked briefly today that she has promised she will provide for me just a little deeper. Uh, Give some tools. (laughs) Good. Some tools that you can find online and don't avoid it um, because it's not part of living this grit and grace life if you do. You're a strong lady in every single circumstance. So be one in this one too. Thanks for listening to another episode of this Grit and Grace Life podcast brought to you by the Grit and Grace Project. Take a few minutes and head over to iTunes to rate and review the show so more people can find us and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an upcoming episode. If you can think of a friend who could benefit from this episode or the show in general, please be sure to share us with her. And for all the details on today's episode, find the show notes by heading to thegritandgraceproject.org. You can follow us on social so you miss nothing that we're sharing throughout the week on all things living a grit and grace life. We'll catch you on the next one.